0: Welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by FDM Thrive. We interview people who have dealt with the trickiest of health challenges, but eventually learn to get well and stay well naturally. Now it's time to hear from one of our detectives and learn how another health issue has been solved. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Detective Ev here, hopping in before the main show. Just wanted to tell you about our five and five challenge. Now, if you're listening past January 17th, unfortunately, this no longer matters. But if you catch this in time, really quick, Uh, near the release, then you can join this challenge. And what it is basically is five days to help you guys create new habits. You're going to be getting supported by FDN Thrive. And the main goals are to help improve sleep, mood, reduce stress, look and feel good. And that's some pretty damn good marketing if you ask me because who doesn't want to do all those things, right? (laughs) So what you want to do is go to our Instagram. It's at FDN Thrive. Check out this podcast post from this episode. It's the audience questions answered to and leave the word challenge in the comments and we will get back to you to make sure that you can enter. Thanks so much and here is the episode. What is going on guys and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive. My name is Evan Transu aka Detective Ev and I will be your host for today's show. Now we are answering some audience questions really quick. This is something we like to do occasionally and if you're like where do we even ask questions, simple what you want to do is go to podbean.com and search for the health detective podcast or you could search for on google like the health detective podcast podbean it'll come right up and what you can do there is make an account on podbean it's a podcast platform and then you can leave us a comment either in general or on a specific episode so i want to thank isasanz Issa Sands? I know who this is. This is Isabella. Um, <laughs> we had talked back in October at the Biohacking Congress, and she became an FDN after that. So thank you for this question, and we're sorry for the delay on it. it just It takes a little bit before I'm able to make an episode dedicated solely to this sometimes. And great question here. She had... What do you think about psychedelic slash plant medicines for mental health? How do you see them being integrated in the holistic health space currently and in the future? Well, I'm the perfect guy to ask because not only am I interviewing a bunch of people about this, um, obviously I'm in the functional medicine space, but for those that don't know, I'm in the mental health space, not necessarily related to functional medicine at all, um, per se, outside of FDN. And so I definitely see this on both ends and kind of how this fits in. So right now, how I currently uh, see it being integrated is almost like underground to some degree. And I don't mean to suggest that it's sketchy or bad or or whatever, but clearly people can't be shouting from the rooftops that they're doing this or like microdosing uh, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, stuff like that, right? That's not really something we can advertise publicly yet per se. Um, I know Canada, is doing this a little more and this actually reminds me that i have the perfect guest for this so i will reach out to him after this episode and get him on for you guys asap he's uh well i forget what his exact role is but he works for a place that does exactly this like therapeutic psychedelics up in canada really interesting guy and so i see it being used very legitimately through things like that and and that's great you know um i even have some friends i don't know if you would count i I suppose ketamine would be counted as uh a psychedelic i don't know if that counts as the plant medicine stuff but clearly people are using that as a treatment right now um and if i'm not mistaken that's totally by the book legal i just forget how that they do that so don't quote me on that one a hundred percent but i have friends that actually do they're marketers and they actually market for people who offer tms and ketamine therapy so go figure right Um, i'm assuming they wouldn't be marketing for that if it was illegal at this time so With that said, that's kind of how I see it being used. Um, It's pretty rare, but it's used by people who have clearly tried a lot of other things. They're kind of at the end of their ropes. And they have to have a willingness to kind of go away from the norm to a pretty large degree. I I think for most people, it's an uncomfortable topic. Unfortunately, I don't think it should have to be this way. Uh, But to say, hey, you know, guys, I'm going to go take shrooms in Colorado because... I haven't been able to find resolution to my mental health issues. I don't know that we're there in society yet that that's widely accepted. And quite frankly, I am not an expert on it in the sense that I'd like to be to be able to make a claim one way or the other. It does seem like there's some positive studies out there regarding magic mushrooms for things like depression. I have never used that substance. I'm not lying to you guys. I really have not. Um, I don't know if that's something that I would ever do necessarily. I, I certainly would want there would have to be so many factors involved for that to actually occur, and it wouldn't even be for a health benefit, right? It'd be more for, like, a expansion of consciousness or a spiritual benefit, I suppose. Uh, not on my list right now. With that said, that's how it's being used. In the future, I do think this is going to gain a lot more popularity. I think that's pretty clear. Um, I think we are going to reach a point where it's straight up legal and I think people are going to use this for a variety of reasons. I also see the bad side of this where some individuals will abuse it, but I don't know that the abuse is going to in any way, shape or form outweigh the benefits that it's going to bring. And I think we see this in the medical marijuana space, right? It helps a ton of people with mental health issues. And there's also certain people that have, I'm talking about in states that only offer medical, there's certain people that have no real health issues and just lie to get it. And I don't, it's not hurting anyone. It's legal in many states around the country of the United States. And Obviously, it's going to be legal in pretty much every state. It's just so silly, right, that we go through these formalities. Like, we all know in every state this is going to be legal, and yet here we sit messing around with it. Um, I'm not someone who actively goes out and smokes weed or anything like that. Not anymore. But um, I I do believe that it should be legalized. I mean, it's like, come on. As long as we're going to have alcohol legal, I can't understand why we wouldn't have um, that legal. And technically, uh, in some It's not the main classification, but even marijuana falls into the realm of psychedelics. So we can include that, certainly plant medicine, we can include that in today's conversation. So I think we already see the future. It's almost as if everyone knows where it's going. And now we're just uh, kind of enduring the legal formalities to actually get to where this is inevitably going to wind up. Now, as to what do I actually think about it, I don't want to throw people off here, but it might not be exactly what you think. I'll start by saying I think that anything that can help someone who's actively suffering with minimum side effects or side effects that are nothing compared to what is actually being resolved or temporarily treated with the medicine, I think is fantastic. And I think this applies to pharmaceuticals as well as plant medicines. If you are actively dealing with severe panic attacks every day, I've been through that myself. And you need a small dose of Xanax that doesn't make you like a total zombie but stops the panic attacks. For a time being, I can't say that I have any problem with that whatsoever. I don't want someone to be suffering. I'd like them to get relief if it's out there. We just need to be asking the questions of why. And this is kind of what I'm getting at with the plant medicine stuff. Because all of a sudden, this is my opinion. All of a sudden when we start talking about plant medicine, we especially in the natural space, start taking away the same philosophies that we have for conventional medicine. And I don't really understand why, because at the end of the day, are you not still treating a symptom with something? Now, I know that the psychedelic folks, especially in like the magic mushroom category, would argue, well, you don't have to take the shrooms all the time, you take it once for depression, and apparently that can resolve it or greatly lessen the symptoms for some people. If that is true, and that ends up being clinically studied and accurate, Okay, well, then that does change the conversation. I'm not going to lie. Because a one and done is a lot different than something that is necessary over time. So let's use something simple like marijuana, where it's a plant medicine, technically falls in the category of a psychedelic as well. It has psychedelic qualities for sure. And people are using it for these reasons with the mental health stuff. The problem that I have is, again, when we go to the plant medicine thing, it's like, oh, great. You know, now I'm using marijuana instead of the Xanax, instead of the Zoloft or whatever, and I'm good to go. Well, I'm very happy for that individual if they no longer have to suffer um, needlessly and they don't have to suffer while also taking a medication that's providing or causing, I should say, significant side effects. That's great. But we still missed the overall point. And certainly we're not operating under the philosophy that FDN Thrive operates under. And that's a question of What is leading to this dysfunction to begin with? What's leading to this state of dis-ease in this individual? Because it's not a shortage of marijuana. It's not a shortage of Xanax. It's not a shortage of Zoloft. So I'm not saying it's not a better option, but to me, this is conceptually similar to using Western medicine, actually. I think we're doing the client or patient a disservice, depending on what kind of practitioner or doctor we are. And I think to do that and only that on a long-term basis is really missing the point of functional medicine. If someone's walking around with anxiety all the time, we need to be asking why. Some people deal with anxiety, depression, or other mental health issues because of severe trauma and unfortunate events in their life. That's where I would probably separate this a little bit. Because and I like to be vague about who I'm bringing up is it's someone that anyone that's close to me would know the name of I had uh, a person in my life someone that was close to me they uh, passed away from a drug overdose several years ago they were horribly abused psychologically uh, physically possibly even sexually it's uh, I'm not sure about that 100% but it's speculated that that was the case rough rough home life terrible experiences. I mean like movie level craziness that you wouldn't believe was happening in this household. And this person ended up having a pretty severe drug addiction based on these years of mental health issues that they had as a result of their experiences. Guys, there's a time and place where eating organic and getting to bed on time is just it's not going to cut it. Um it's not a complete thing. Is that going to hurt someone like that? 100% absolutely not even a question, no. But I just don't know how much of a dent that's going to make that person needs something more. They need therapy and they probably need a life vest and it might need to be a life vest that lasts for a long time. And I know someone's going to disagree with me on this. I'm just saying in certain circumstances, maybe it's only 1% that person might be better off with that life vest for the rest of their life. There's some people that have been through some really, really crazy things, man. And, um, The human body and brain is meant to handle a lot. And I do believe we can overcome just about anything, but I'm also not going to condemn someone that has been through extreme trauma for utilizing a life vest so that they can live a half normal life for God's sake uh, for the rest of the time that they're here. I'm not going to condemn that personally. My point is that's the category of people then that I start saying, okay, well maybe Western medicine is a long-term thing for this person. And then if that's the case and they could get relief off one of these psychedelic medications or plant medicines, such as marijuana. Would I rather have someone that's been severely abused, you know, using an SSRI long-term or using another type of uh, strong medication or, you know, being able to smoke some weed every day, medical marijuana that they're doing legally and doing appropriately. I'd have to choose that option. You know what I mean? Like, why would I choose that over the SSRI? So that's great. And maybe that's a case that it's done and maybe it's done long-term. But if you're like me, which is really a reality for so many people who deal with mental health issues and come to the world of functional medicine, um, and me as someone who, five years old, start dealing with this stuff, no real rhyme or reason, have a good life. Everything's actually really great. And sure, some things happen. I mean, I didn't live a perfect life, but nothing happened at all anywhere close to... Justifying what I was experiencing panic attack wise, depression wise, all this stuff. To put that type of person like myself on a medication, whether it's plant medicine or Western medicine, long term without any other solution or investigation, I think you're doing that person a disservice in almost every case. Those are the people that we really need to be focusing on the labs and the diet and the lifestyle. Because if they don't have any trauma and they're dealing with this stuff, it's probably got to be their lifestyle that's causing this. Wouldn't that make sense? So that's kind of my thoughts on it. This is really off the cuff. If it's not clear, I just kind of I ran through it like that. I do some stuff off the cuff sometimes, but I hope that this is okay and I hope that it's still viewed as... Um, an enjoyable podcast even with maybe more ums and more pauses and more likes so if it's not okay uh, you're not going to offend me always let me know you can drop it in the comments on Podbean now the second question I wanted to address and it is going to be a shorter answer here because I have kind of something in the works for it the person had asked about you know what are some supplements for tanked hormones uh, specifically for women now generally speaking this is certainly not medical advice, and it absolutely depends on every single person. Um, so I'm actually really hesitant to like even answer this. Certain adaptogens might be good to give a shot. Uh, just be really careful and make sure you're not getting worse. And the second that you feel yourself even getting a little bit worse, get the heck off of that. Maybe like an ashwagandha, maybe like a rhodiola, um, something in that category. That might be fine. Just give it a shot to see if it actually works. Even ginseng can be great for a lot of people. And ginseng is probably one of my first choices on there. But outside of that, I mean, you got to test and not guess. That's what we always recommend at FDN Thrive because what might be right for you might not be right for me. Um, Even ashwagandha, I mean, it's in the group of nightshades. That might trigger an autoimmune response for someone who's really sick. So if you think it's this great thing, um, but it's really not. What I would recommend more than anything to this person who asked this, I would recommend catching sunrise every single day. There is no better way to set your circadian rhythm than to catch your sunrise every single day with bare eyes, no contacts, no glasses, okay? As much skin exposed as possible. It's winter for many people that listen. Um, We do have an audience that's international, but nonetheless, for most of us, it's winter right now. So you're probably not going out there shirtless, but you do want to be getting sunrise in your eyes, no glasses, no contacts for as long as possible. Maybe 30 minutes would be a good uh, place to start. Go on a walk, walk your dog, read a book outside, Um, go for a run, whatever you got to do, but get out there and do that. You will be shocked. How about this? I'll give you an objective standard. Do that for 30 days and tell me if you still feel like you're going to need a supplement for your tanked hormones. That would be my suggestion to that. I have seen women's periods. I'm not kidding women's periods coming back within 20 to 30 days of starting something like this there are young women that were not experiencing periods for years 20 something days wow i just started having my cycle again just saying so that's where i would start with that Uh, but this is a great question and it's something that we know our audience really wants to hear so i will do you one better and i apologize because it's like i know that you probably want the answer tonight but what we will do is we're going to have our executive director of our um Uh, professionals network it's called afdnp at fdn come on she is a woman's hormone specialist she is great at this type of stuff and she was a pharmaceutical rep before she got into the world of functional medicine so she's someone first of all highly intelligent and she can talk about both sides and she really 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 gets it from an objective uh, viewpoint so i think you'll enjoy the episode with her she was on once before but this is going to be coming on to talk about a specific topic inspired by that question that that person asked so that's what happens When you ask questions, guys, (laughs) you know, it leads to us doing some cool episodes for you. So again, go to podbean.com, search for the Health Detective Podcast, and you can leave us a comment there, and we just may answer your question on air. That is all for tonight. We will be back with our interviews, uh, two interviews next week, great ones. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. One is about mental health, um, and then one is actually from someone who works in FDN. They're a clinical advisor, and we talk all about root canals and mercury fillings and all the crazy stuff that he's been through so we will see you then take care until that time and we love you guys have a great week thanks for tuning into the health detective podcast if you are ready to finally work with a real health detective on your health journey so that you can get well and stay well naturally visit us at fdmthrive.com and click the get started here button